This is a Rooster Teeth production. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Annual Pass. This is the podcast where we talk about theme parks and roller coasters and shows and attractions. I am your host, Jack Patillo, and of course, joining me as always is my beautiful and talented co-host, Mr. Jeff Ramsey. Hi, Jeffrey. Hey, Jack. How's it going, buddy? It is going well. It is a bright, beautiful morning here in Austin, Texas. It is actually, it's not too bad outside. I say that, and it's actually, I look out my window, I'm like, oh, it actually is a nice day outside. Yeah, it's actually, it's the best and worst time of the day, because I don't have curtains on these windows in my library. And so I'm getting blasted in the face right now, but it it is a beautiful golden blast. It is. We're finally past RTX, so uh, yeah. we're recording this. Like we we had a nice buffer of episodes. We have slowly eaten into as things have kind of gotten in the way of recording, and so now we're actually pretty close to releasing. <laughs> like almost the week of. I don't know how we lost that lead, man. Yeah, <laughs> we were, we we were uh, sitting pretty. We were like smog sitting on our pile <laughs> of golden episodes. I, I I don't know what happened. You said smog. I mean, I thought California, but you were talking about like smog or however they smog, it. smog, yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch and Alabama. We say smog. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in right now. We do appreciate you guys. Make sure to follow us on all the social media stuff. Annual underscore pass on Twitter and Instagram. Our email is annual pass at roosterteeth.com. We've been getting some great emails in. We have someone who's reached out to us, Jeff, from Schlitterbahn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so we we have a community member who's uh, who works at Schlitterbahn. And is like, oh, I want to get you guys down here. So it's like, we'll go to Schlitterbahn. Hell yeah. And so uh, anyway, that's, that should be happening pretty soon. I think Ben is, is reaching out to that person. I've had a bunch of people emailing us about some like just great first time experiences on various theme parks and roller coasters and stuff. So many people want us to go to Alton Towers in the UK, Jeff. Oh, yeah. I've been seeing those come through a lot. I don't know why Alton Towers, that's the one, whoever their their marketing department is at Alton Towers, good job. Isn't Alton Towers, wasn't that like an late 70s, early 80s TV show with John Cleese? <laughs> I was going to make was that, that was same that, joke. That, <laughs> <laughs> it's because that's, we're old, Jack. That's, that's Are You Being Served. I think that was Canadian, actually. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's our, our one percenter for the episode. Um, yeah, there you go. There's our vaudeville routine. Someone responded to my Zelda Rubenstein joke, and they actually laughed at it. I was like, all right, you were the other person. Good. Oh, that's fantastic. It's been a lot of fun. We've got some really great feedback where I'm excited because Universal Orlando is now announcing a lot of their Halloween Horror Night stuff, and we might be possibly, hopefully, going out to check that stuff out. But yeah, we, we're going to have a fun episode today, Jeff. So it's it's going to be, I don't have as much backstory or history on this one, but today we're going to be talking about the Great White Roller Coaster down at SeaWorld in San Antonio. Okay. I literally was like, what should we do this episode about? And then I was having dinner at my my kitchen table, and I looked up, and there was a photo of my sister and I. (laughs) Eating a whale. (laughs) We were with Shamu, and it was like this. uh, Katie's my sister, so uh, not my wife, Katie. Totally spelled differently. That's, you know, I've known that for the entire time that you've been married, and I just realized how weird that is. (laughs) Yeah. Well, my wife, Katie, that's her nickname, whereas my sister, Katie, that's her actual name. So anyway... My sister and I, when I think I was in college. So and my you, sister, wait, you nicknamed your wife after your sister? N- no, no. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> weird, man. I could go with the joke, so I'm just going to leave that alone. Um, <laughs> anyway, you were saying. Anyway, when we, I think I was like a freshman in college and my sister was like a junior in high school. We just like on a whim kind of went down to San Antonio and just like just went to SeaWorld, just the two of us. And we had a lot of fun down there. 
And I remember there was the Great White, which was a great roller coaster. And I was like, you know what? Look, we should do an episode. We we haven't done any SeaWorld episodes. We've done Six Flags a couple times. We've done a, a Fiesta Texas and, and Six Flags over Texas. Obviously, Universal and Disney. But I'm like, I want to kind of expand out a little bit. So I figured, you know, let's talk about the Great White. Which, unfortunately, not a lot of backstory on it, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Can I say something, Jack? What's that? You bringing this up reminds me that I have actually been to the San Antonio SeaWorld, and not all that long ago, maybe nine years ago. Oh, okay. And A, I had completely and totally forgotten that I had been there. B, I have a traumatic story from it, I just realized. And C... I spent all day there, and I don't think I realized there was a roller coaster there. Or the trauma was so intense that I have just blacked it out. Because if nice. you would have asked me if SeaWorld had roller coasters, I would have said, no, idiot. They have, like, different fish. It's, a, it's just an aquarium with, with, like, food and candy. Fish and mammals. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to hear your story. We'll get to that in a little bit. It should be a fun one. It should be a good episode here. And hopefully we get some uh, good feedback from you guys in the audience. I will say, I asked you guys a couple weeks ago, I was like, hey, if you answer our question, I'm going to randomly select someone who's answered the question and I will send you an autographed map from Jeff yeah. and I. We've gotten so many responses, Jeff. The, the community responded so, so very well. We had like over 200 comments on the episode, the first episode we did that for. So thank you very much, everyone who yeah. has been responding on Rooster Teeth. And, um, and that's great. And we're going to keep doing that because I have a lot of park maps to go through. <laughs> can, I, can I actually, uh, as an addendum to that, I just wanted to say, this is something that I was thinking about just the other day uh, when I was like coming home from a vacation. Mm -hmm. The annual pass community is not, well, let me say this. We've been doing... Uh, well, you and I have been doing uh, f Achievement Hunter together for 14 years or so. Yes. I've been doing Rooster Teeth now for almost 19. And so I've been working with online communities this entire time. They are our life's blood. They are why we have a career. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the communities are fairly distinct, you know, within the different productions that we do. And I just, I want to say, I was thinking about it and... It's not the largest community yet, although we're working on it. We're working on it. But the annual pass community is easily the most positive and the most engaged community I have ever participated in online. Yeah. In the damn near 20 years of Rooster Teeth, <laughs> I've yet to experience a community as welcoming and as just engaged and present as the annual pass community. It's really humbling and exciting and, and kind of gratifying and, and really cool to, to see because it's like, man, it's... it's uh, it's like being a part of a big, uh, engaging group hug. I really, it's awesome. <laughs> no, it's it's fantastic. And so many people have been sending us photos from inside the theme parks wearing the annual pass shirts. And like, yeah. I can't tell you, like, I get goosebumps every time I see someone like that. So everyone who sent me photos in front of the castle or in front of the Harry Potter and in, in, in front of the, uh, you know, Hogwarts, it makes me so happy every single time. And, and also hearing people saying that people are like pointing at their shirt and be like, oh, I'm a fan. It's like, oh, that makes me so happy. Like, that makes me incredibly excited and and that's sort of the whole idea behind this podcast was like that positivity you get when you go to theme parks because like, you're just yeah. everyone's happy and that's sort of the the feeling I want to resonate throughout this entire thing so it feels like it's working from what I can tell everyone's really enjoying it and thank you again everyone the, the community response has been incredible and it means the world to me so Thank you, guys. Oh, also, um, speaking of, of shirts and stuff, we released some new merchandise at RTX a couple weeks ago. If you want to grab it, great. That'd be fantastic. We have a new jacket, like a windbreaker jacket that I think is pretty waterproof. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't been tested by you yet. Haven't dumped any water on it yet. And also, I, I believe if you pick that up, you also get a lanyard, too. So we yeah. have an annual pass lanyard 
and we also have a hat in the store now. So we have a, an actual, a, like a cap in the store that looks fantastic, and I'm really excited for that. So store.roosty.com, you can grab that. Anytime you do that, it directly supports us at this podcast, and that gives us the opportunity to make more stuff. And I had a conversation with our, our, our merchandise guys yesterday, and they're like, we want to make more stuff for you guys. So Yeah, merchandise for a show like this is kind of the economic engine that drives it, <laughs> honestly. Exactly. And that hat is one of, I mean, I like all the new merch, but that hat has already made it into my daily rotation. It's so clean. I had to say goodbye to my Austin FC hat so I could wear that one. Oh, man. I've got so many great hats. But yeah, that AP pass. It's got the little AP logo and the little rainbow mm-hmm. little corner. Oh, it's so cool. It's such mm-hmm. a great hat. And it's a trucker hat, too. So it's got the sort of mesh in the back because I figured mm-hmm. people would be wearing it outside when it's really hot. And that's, you know, hopefully get some heat out of your head. I don't know. And luckily, trucker hats are the only hats that fit my weird head and that look good <laughs> on me. So it's, it's you know, on a selfish note, it's perfect for me. Nice, nice. So there you go. That's, that's enough of us, uh, you know, promoting ourselves. Sorry, please, you know. <laughs> If you want to grab something great, if not, you know, I totally understand. But if you see someone wearing an annual pass shirt in a theme park or anywhere on the planet, point it out, give them a thumbs up, let them know that, you know, you're a big fan too. So, all right, Jeff, let's talk a little bit about some news right now. We don't typically do news because usually we were a month ahead, but now we're only like a week ahead. So I figured yeah, we, we could- did and then we didn't. And now we do again. It's the evolution of a podcast. <laughs> we'll throw some stuff in here. So this is something I just want to talk about because I know that. I want to check this out, and I'm excited to get your response on it. So I mentioned a little bit about Halloween Horror Nights happening at Universal Orlando. Yeah. Do you know what Halloween Horror Nights is? I no. Well, I mean, I guess it's Halloween themed programming at night. Yes. I mean, that's that's pretty, you know, pretty self-explanatory, I suppose. So um, Universal Studios, so the parks in Hollywood and in Orlando, and I think maybe even Japan as well, over the Halloween season have been turning their theme parks into Halloween theme parks. So they have what they call mazes, which are basically haunted houses scattered throughout the parks. And if you think about how well they theme their you know, attractions, think about all of that energy going towards a haunted house. It's amazing. Like the, the amount of detail and love and, and passion they put into these haunted houses. And it's terrifying. So you're saying it's better than the haunted hayride I would take in <laughs> Theodore, Alabama in high school? Maybe just a wee bit. OK. And so uh, this year, they're going to have 10 haunted mazes at Universal Orlando. They've announced four so far. And there's six more they're going to be announcing over the, you know, the course of the next few weeks. It opens in September. So like they do Halloween for two months, two full months in Orlando. And so far, they've announced the Texas Chainsaw Massacre House. Ooh. Bride of Frankenstein Lives. The Haunting okay. of Hill House. Ah. And Beetlejuice. Okay. And there's six to go. And there's six more to announce. And so they're building them in the parks right now because I'm a nerd. I watch the, the Disney vloggers and stuff. I think uh, um, Midway Mania just recently did a video inside of Universal Orlando. And he spotted a couple places being built. And so they literally will do these mazes around like the backs of attractions and some sort of like sometimes the like the stages in the middle that kind of separate the two parks. But they're amazing. And I've been <laughs> one time, God, probably 20 years ago. And I had the, the, just the greatest time. It was so much fun. I got to say, it's I imagine it's going to be a radically different vibe uh, going from the Beetlejuice maze to the <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre maze. Do you yeah. do you remember what the mazes were that you went through? I forget the theming of it, but I remember th- it was like this one house I went to, the one house that really sticks with me. 
it was like a child's nightmare and it was like this old woman like kind of like uh sort of like the librarian at the beginning of ghostbusters you know sort of like mm-hmm. kind of creepy sunken face and you walked inside and it was like you went into an actual house like they had a full house built up almost like uh, like meow wolf style okay they had a full house built up you went in i mean i think it was just facade but you went inside and it was just stuff was everywhere and it was like imagine like a child's nightmare that's what this whole house was themed after the one thing that really caught me that was like terrifying was you rounded a corner at one point and it was a hallway full of doors, like probably 10 doors on either side, but they were all open away from you. So it was like you had to walk past them to look Ooh, into them. And it was just like, ew, oh, it was just ew, eerie. That's creepy. There was another house they had there. It was a uh, it was a haunted biker bar. Like the devil that ran a biker bar. And so there was like these crazy people in makeup and stuff. And there was like a bartender. And she was like yelling at you and smashing beer bottles and stuff. And it was it was so cool. Anyway, I hope we get back out there for it. Of those four. So we got Chainsaw Massacre, uh, Bride of Frankenstein, Haunting Hill House and Beetlejuice. Of those four, which would you be most excited for? Texas Chainsaw Massacre it sounds fun because it's uh, it's pretty iconic and it's yeah. you know it happened real close to where we live here in Austin that you know the story it's based off of. Yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Haunting of Hill House because I'm a okay. big Shirley Jackson fan and it's one of my favorite books. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Beetlejuice for me. I, I got I yeah. love me some Beetlejuice. Are they remaking Beetlejuice with the original cast? Can they? Have you heard that? Or they're like no. making a sequel? I think they're making a sequel to Beetlejuice. Yeah. And Johnny Depp is in it. Dude, that Michael Keaton is so hot right now. Yeah. <laughs> he's in the new Flash movie. That's true. It's uh, uh, it's all it's his Birdman success. I guess so, man. He's coming by. And Birdman, or what, what do you say? It's the uh, the the Spider Man movie. It's Falcon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how he got. It's the continuation of Birdman. That, that's he got Spider Man off Birdman. <laughs> uh, you know, I gotta look this up just to make sure I'm not lying okay. to the audience. All right. I mean, you, you could be lying to my face. I, I totally wouldn't know, and that would be totally fine. No, Beetlejuice. Oh, creepy photo. Uh, Yeah, Beetlejuice 2. Wow, here, I'll put it in the... All right, Beetlejuice 2 is coming at you soon. Maybe this house is going to be sort of a uh, preview for it, so... Anyway, all right. Well, uh, so I'm excited for that. So uh, check that out. It's happening soon in at Universal Orlando. I don't know if the Hollywood Park is going to be doing uh, Halloween Horror Nights this year. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll for sure figure out a way to get out to Orlando and, and check out some of those houses. But now, Jeff, are you ready to talk about the Great White Roller Coaster at SeaWorld? I'm ready to find out how I spent a whole day at SeaWorld and, and never realized there was a <laughs> roller coaster there for sure. I would probably have loved to ride it. So the Great White Roller Coaster is actually some really interesting things about this. Some like pretty big firsts. So the Great White is a steel inverted roller coaster at SeaWorld San Antonio. It was the first roller coaster to be built at a SeaWorld park, which I did not know that because now SeaWorld has actually made a really big effort to kind of become like a roller coaster park. Hmm. The one in Orlando has a ton, ton of awesome roller coasters. I don't know about the one in San Diego, but the one in San Antonio has a bunch of really cool coasters as well. Not only that, it was also the first inverted coaster in Texas, which blows me away that it was the first one to flip you upside down in all of Texas. I thought for sure like Six Flags Over Texas would have been the first, but no, it was SeaWorld that actually did it. Innovative, groundbreaking (laughs) SeaWorld. But not only that, this opened in 1997, February of 1997. So it was was a long time coming. So I again, I thought for sure, because Six Flags opened in, I think, the 60s or 70s. And so they never did a flip until uh, 1997. The coaster cost about $21 million. But here's the interesting thing. This coaster, it's called an inverted coaster. This one where your feet dangle down, you know, mm-hmm. underneath you. It's a you know, very classic thing. Now you see it all over the place. 
this was actually based off the Batman coaster. So this was just a version of the Batman coaster. And apparently there are something like 12 or 13 duplicates of this exact same coaster scattered throughout the world. Really? And they all yeah. themed differently or? Most of them are themed to Batman. Okay. So it was actually developed by Bollinger and Mabillard, or Mabillard which is it sounds weird, but it's B&M. So if you know anything about roller coasters, B&M coasters have been making roller coasters forever. These guys, they did the Incredible Hulk at Universal's Islands of Adventure. Um, they just did the, um, I mean, I'm just looking through the list of stuff they've done. They've done stuff all over the world. I want to say they did Hagrid's as well. Superman, Batman, the Dark Knight at Six Flags, New England. What? Oh, man. They're... Dude, so I loaded up this list <laughs> of, of roller coasters made by uh, B&M. And now it just gave me a list of places we have to go. There are so many amazing roller coasters here. Well, let's get to it. Okay, maybe they didn't do the Hagrid coaster, but they did the Dueling Dragons one at Universal uh, Islands of Adventure. They did tons and tons of stuff. So their first actual roller coaster they ever did was Batman the Ride. Oh, really? It was in Six Flags Great America in 1992. They then copied that thing multiple, multiple times. So there's one at Six Flags Great Adventure that opened in 93. There's one at Magic Mountain that opened in 94. There's one at Six Flags St. Louis that opened in 95. Wow. Georgia in 1997. And then Great White opened in, in San Antonio in 1997. So there's quite a few of these, these sort of duplicates scattered around. I wonder how the licensing works for that. Like, I guess they have the Batman licensing and then they can put it in whatever park they want. Well, or I does, think do the park have to negotiate licensing and they just have the plans to build it? That's really interesting. Well, I think what it is, it's I mean, they build the coaster and then, you know, you could theme it around whatever one. Like if you and I had the money, Jeff, I'm sure we could build a roller coaster. And as, if we had a licensing agreement with Warner, we could be like, yeah, it's a Batman coaster, you know, if we yeah. wanted. So like B&M, they just build them and then, you know, whoever they build them for can then name them. Yes. <laughs> So obviously SeaWorld, it wouldn't make sense to have a Batman coaster, but a great white coaster. Why not? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And so right now, uh, let's see, we've got currently one, two, three, four, five, six Batman. The ride still open with one that shut down, which was at the Six Flags New Orleans Park. Mm, well, yeah, the whole, whole damn thing shut down. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's when it says relocated. I don't know where roller. Oh, so about, and, about, about 60 miles out. <laughs> so it actually got relocated to uh, Six Flags Fiesta, Texas. Oh, OK. There you go. I don't know if it's still operating now, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty neat. So the Great White is a version of the Batman coaster that has been in all the other ones. It's a little shorter than the Batman uh, coaster. It's 2,562 feet compared to about 2,700. Excuse me. Batman is 2,693 feet. Do you know why the difference in that? Or is it just like just to fit in the space, I guess? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, maybe it's to fit in the space. Maybe it's a mystery that was never meant to be solved. <laughs> We've stumbled. Someone contact Red Web. Let's yeah. figure this thing out. They added another uh, row of seats as well to it. So there are eight rows of seats. They can hold 32 riders per vehicle. It's pretty crazy. So there are five inversions throughout the ride. So you flip over five different times. Jesus. Um, you've got a vertical loop, which is your traditional flip, a zero G roll, which mm. I, th I think is like a barrel roll. I'm not exactly sure. Another flip. And mm. then something on Wikipedia, they call it a wing over, which I'm not sure exactly what a wing over is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I tried looking it up and it doesn't say it like it, it says barrel roll, I think. So I don't know if it or a corkscrew. OK, so it's a corkscrew, but I don't know why they call it a wing over. So isn't a corkscrew just a barrel roll a bunch? It's like a wide barrel roll. Okay. It's, it's not it's not like a super like tight flip. It's like a wider one. 
Gotcha. So Ben says a wingover is a type of corkscrew found on B&M Batman clones, according to Coasterpedia. So there you go. I guess Batman wing is like a bat wing. And then they just named it off that. Oh, OK. There's so many things I have to learn, Jeffrey. <laughs> so not only that the great white sits a little bit lower to the ground than most of the other batman coasters so uh they they call them foot choppers oh so you it's one of those things where it's like you see stuff and you think for sure your legs are going to come off so you like lift your knees up off the ground i mean you're obviously very safe but anyway yeah they call them foot choppers like remember the hoopty doos on the judge roy scream yeah i remember the hoopty doos kind of freaks you out so uh apparently the great white is sometimes considered to be more intense than its six flags cousin because it's at an eighth row and so apparently super intense it whips you around a whole lot and uh, we gotta get down there man there's there's actually a few coasters on them you've never ridden it i have no no, no I, I wrote it so okay I, I remember writing it because oh, with your sister that time yeah i remember like i remember writing it because there was an arcade that they had sort of in like the, the south end of the park, the back of the park. It was right next to the arcade. It was like attached to the arcade. And I was thinking, it was like, man, I remember writing this. I remember being relatively new and I looked it up. It came out in 1997 and my sister and I must have gone in like 2000, 2001. So it was still relatively fresh and new when we went down there because I graduated high school in 2000. And so, you know, it was just after that. Because even on the photo, I'm wearing my hoodie that I wore that I got in Seattle that I, I was I went up to Seattle to visit a friend and got a, a hoodie from the uh, the fish market there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I can kind of place myself in the timeline of my life somewhere like 2000, 2001. Do you still have your fish market hoodie? I have no idea. Probably not. It's probably falling apart at some place. Anyway, so five inversions. It goes at top speed about 50 miles per hour. And also you hit 4.6 G's of force, Jeff. Good Lord. Really intense, actually. That's a lot more than I would have thought would have been. That's more G's than I'm comfortable experiencing, if I'm honest with you. (laughs) Well, I think the G forces come with like the turns and the pulls. So like as you flip, you're you're getting thrown back a lot more. You're basically an astronaut at that point. Pretty much. You and and Bezos and, and, uh, you know, Branson. (laughs) Can all jump on the Great White. The big three new astronauts, yeah. (laughs) Let me take one second here from our episode of Annual Pass to tell you a little bit about another Rooster Teeth production that I'm very, very excited for. It's called Camp Betrayal. Camp is in session. This episode of Annual Pass is brought to you by Camp Betrayal, a new horror comedy themed reality competition for Rooster Teeth first members. Uh, Yeah, horror comedy themed reality competition. That's a lot of adjectives back to back to back. In Camp Betrayal, 12 contestants pulled from around the Rooster Teeth family compete for their lives. Not, not really. That's that's a metaphor. By completing challenges for their evil host, the Babadour. Now, that is true. In each episode, contestants are randomly chosen to lie, backstab, and sabotage the team's chance of success. But can they keep the role as secrets? And can they survive elimination? Find out who's a team player and who's a betrayer. <laughs> Get it? Team player betrayer. Every Tuesday on Rooster Teeth. Episode one is available now for free. That's right, for free. You can watch the first episode for free. That little taste. That's Camp Betrayal every Tuesday on Rooster Teeth. Go check it out. You might see a little bit of Jeff in there, as I'm saying. So you see, might see some of my friends from Red Web in there and all over the place. He's Michael and, and Fredo and, and there's a lot of other good people in there. It's, it's a good show. Check it out. Thank you for supporting Rooster Teeth and supporting Annual Pass by watching Camp Betrayal. All right, now let's get back to the show. Anyway, again, I don't have a whole lot of crazy information about this one, but Jeff, are you ready to go with me on a ride on the Great White? Yes, I am. It's SeaWorld 
San Antonio. I'm excited to make up for lost time and to right a wrong that I never rode this thing. All right, Jeff. Well, here we go. All right, Jeff. Here we are. We're at, we're at SeaWorld in San Antonio. We've had a great day. We saw the penguins. They were super cute. We're having a fun day. It's a nice sunny day here in the park. Maybe we'll go hang out with some dolphins later. But right now, Jeff, you and me, we're going to ride a roller coaster. Uh, okay. Did you know there are roller coasters in this park? I do now. I just found out. <laughs> there's a brand new one that's like a, a some racer thing. And then there's a steel eel, which is super cool. But today, Jeff, we're going to go ride the Great White. I'm assuming this is shark themed? Kind of. There used to be a shark tank next to it. But now that that's gone now. So it's just a coaster. It's going to be a really good coaster. So, Jeff, let's go get in line. Apparently, it goes pretty fast. So we'll get up there. And we'll, we'll wait in line. While I'm waiting, and uh -huh. I'm looking at the coaster, uh, just so I can fill my, my my mental picture, what color is it? It's blue. It's blue and, like, and gray. Kind of like what you would see the colors of a, a great white underwater. Maybe some white elements as well. Okay, sounds good. I, I've got that picture now. <laughs> All right. Well, Jeff, okay, we waited in line. What row do you want to sit on? There's eight rows. Where, where do you want to go? Front, back? What do you want to do? I want to sit in the eighth back row because I hear it makes this roller coaster possibly even more intense than its Batman counterpart. All right. We can, we can go to the back row. That one's it's definitely going to whip us around a whole lot more. I want to so. get whipped. All right. We're, we're strapped in. We got our harness pulled up over our shoulders. All, all ready to go. And here we go, Jeff. We're going up. We're going. It's, it's a chain lift hill. It's a clicky hill, Jeff. The click, the click, oh, click, okay. That, as we're going up. We, I know you love the clicky hill thing. I like it. All right. So we're up. We're getting really high up in the park. You can see like, oh, there's there's like the area where they used to have like the orca whales. I don't know if they're still there. Now you can see all the things. We're up really high in the park, Jeff. How high up would you say we are at this point? About 108 feet, Jeff. Roughly. That's pretty high uh, <laughs> for a guy who's scared of heights. All right. Here we go. We're going down. And now it's not a straight down. We're going to turn a little bit to our left. And oh, uh, here we go. Oh, we're, we're, we're banking. We're banking to our left. We're banking uh, to our left. Your feet are, are dangling G's? out. Am I oh, feeling the G's? And immediately Oh, we've done a flip. We did a complete flip. It's a head over heels flip, Jeff. <laughs> right to a flip, right to a corkscrew. Oh, my gosh. Woo. Okay, make sure you don't have anything in your pocket. And then, whoa, we're going up to another big flip. I don't anymore. Your feet are pointing at the sky, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, we got so much speed. We're whipping to our left. We're, we're banking way to the left. Oh, okay, we're slowing down just a little bit now. Now we're banking way to the right. And we're picking up some more speed. Oh, and here we go. And drew the wing over. Uh, it's a nice, like, oh, it's so soft. It's a real gentle one. It's really good, though. But we're still whipping with a lot of speed. Whoa, kick, kick your legs up, Jeff. You know, your legs. Oh. I don't want to chop my leg off. Get your feet up, Jeff. Get your knees up. They're oh. up. Oh, my gosh. All right. Okay, we're, we're whipping around. Okay, we're going, to going to our left and going back down to the right. Oh, and now we're going for another another lift. We're going. We're whipped over to our other side. We corkscrewed around the other way. Are we dodging sharks like Velociraptors at any point? No, no land sharks. Watch out for that Jeff. shark, Jack. Watch out for that shark. <laughs> He's uh, coming uh, for you. Oh, nice. We got like a, a whip around thing where like flips you over the top, and uh, it's going so fast. Oh, okay. Now we're starting to slow down, and oh, okay, we're back at the station. Woo! That's a quick one. That one's fast, Jeff. You know. That was intense. It was fast. You know, I can't help but thinking, as we were dodging all those sharks left and right, uh -huh. they could reskin this as uh, as the Sharknado ride oh, and bring man. in all the movie fans. And get uh, get the 90210 guy back Yeah, get in Ian Ziering out of, uh, pull him out of wherever. Yeah, wasn't Tara Reid in one of those too, I, I think? I believe so. Oh, a, bunch, a bunch of those kinds of people were. All right, we're back at the station, and the floor is going to lift up so we can put our feet down, and we're going to unbuckle and get off. And we did it. We survived the Great White. All the flips and the corkscrews and the knife flights and the whip, the wing nuts and the <laughs> and the barrel rolls and the Aurelian rolls. 
It's all, they're all just flips, Jack. They're all flips. They're all just flips. They're all just me upside downs. Your feet above your head. That's the whole, the whole key of it, man. Oh, I love roller coasters. They're so much fun. I hope it never gets to the point where I can't do roller coasters. That would be it. Put me down. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm ready for a nap after that. That was, uh, that was quite a, quite a thrill ride. So that's pretty much it for my information about the Great Whites. We got to get down there to San Diego. It's only like an hour and a half away. We could totally go down there. We could spend a day down there and, and ride the coasters down there. Maybe see some penguins and pet a dolphin. You know, just for fun, I, the other day I looked up to see if American flies from Austin to San Antonio. They don't. <laughs> You got to get through Dallas. <laughs> you fly up to Dallas and back down. So we'll drive. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll make a drive down there. Well, Jeff, you said you had a story about oh. SeaWorld San Antonio, and I would love to hear your story. Yeah, sure. It's not the longest story in the world, but uh, I'll tell you it. Uh, I'll tell you it. I'll tell it okay. to you. Here is uh, that story. So this is uh, back when I was still married. My wife at the time, ex-wife, her brother was graduating from uh, Air Force training in uh-huh. San Antonio. So we went down there for the day and we all went to SeaWorld. Millie was, I'm going to guess, five? Millie's, Millie's your daughter. Millie's my daughter. My daughter, Millie, sorry. She is now almost 16. So uh, a little bit larger than she was then. So Millie is about five and we walked into that SeaWorld and the I think the reason why I can't remember anything after walking in is for the first and only time in my life thus far, I lost my daughter Like, lost her, lost her. And I lost her walking into the park. Wow. Like, we stepped foot in the park, and, like, half the group went to go back to the car to get something, the other half stayed, and somehow Millie got caught in between that, and I turned around. I had been in the park for maybe 30 (laughs) seconds, and I just didn't have a daughter anymore. And it was one of those where, like, you realize it, it's crowded, it's up, the sun's beating down, you know, you gotta, like, you got to have sunglasses on or you got to use your hand to see because it's so bright, you know, yeah, how it gets yeah. in Texas. And she was nowhere to be found. And uh, it was one of those things where we had to go collect her from the lost and found. Wow. Yeah, they had found her and uh, somebody snatched her up. Um, I guess the second she was away from, it was apparent that she was away from a parent. Some employee grabbed her and took her immediately to lost and found. And so I, I was grand total away from her for about eight or nine minutes, but it was the the wow. longest, scariest eight or nine minutes in my life. And the idea that I, I didn't lose her an hour into the trip or uh, <laughs> on the way home, I lost her walking into the park. Within less than a minute, she was gone. So she just and, bolted, uh, I guess. I think she, she was caught in between, like, do I go back to the car with this half of the trip or the party, or do I go forward with dad? And then uh, she just got, like, confused, and then I kept walking. I was probably oblivious and... Yeah, it was uh, it was a nightmare, and for that reason, I I suspect I remember nothing else about that trip. <laughs> that, that tainted your memory, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, it, it, lesson uh, to all you parents out there: if you have kids, don't lose them. It's a it's a stressor. <laughs> that's a it's a good word of advice. Don't lose your yeah. children. Keep your eyes on them at all times. Okay, I imagine now if we went down to, to SeaWorld in San Antonio and, and Millie wanted to join us, it'd probably be a little bit easier to keep track of her. Yeah, yeah, she's she's about five seven now, so I can I can spot her in a crowd. Dude, we, we she came to Orlando with us and she rode some stuff with me. She she's into coasters, man. It's great. Yeah, yeah, she is. She's young enough to feel invincible <laughs> still, so yeah. she hasn't. She hasn't tasted uh, humanity. She doesn't. She doesn't know that life is uh, is finite. I will say we rode the Incredible Hulk together because uh, no one else wanted to at that point. We we're all pretty beat. <laughs> but I was like, I'm not, I'm not gonna pass the Incredible Hulk. And the two of us rode, and I pointed out the camera, and she nailed it. She she did a great pose for the camera, so it was pretty awesome. She can be my proxy for when I'm too old and frail to do this job, <laughs> and I can be your proxy. Yeah, for her. Yeah, there you go. I'll be your theme park father. It's okay. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. 
anyway, so, uh, yeah, so this is the point of the show where we answer some questions from you, the community. Again, thank you, everyone who is listening to the show. And if you have a question for us, go to Rooster Teeth and respond uh, to the episode. Like, we, we, I go through the comments. I scan through there, pull down some questions from the previous episode. So this, this is from a couple weeks ago. And also... We're doing a thing now where I'll ask you a question at the end of the episode, and if you answer it, I'm going to randomly select from all the people who answered it, and I'm going to send you guys a theme park map signed by Jeff and I. And so, uh, yeah, we had a lot of responses from the last one, so uh, hopefully we'll get some more for this one, too. But here, let's start with some Q&A, Jeffrey. Okay. The first one is from Fira's Cousin Eleven. They said, I had a question I hope you would answer. Is there a theme park food that you guys want to try? I personally have never had Dole Whip, but I would love to. Wow. If you haven't had Dole Whip, you haven't lived. I will say that, Fira's cousin. Yeah, Jeff, do you, are there any treats that uh, you would love to try at a theme park? None that I'm aware of. I, I was definitely late to the Dole Whip game. Oh, yeah. I didn't have it until, you know, I was like 45 or 44 maybe. But, uh, I mean, in, in, in Jack's right, you haven't lived until you've tried it. It is phenomenal. You can get it at the Disney parks, I guess, but also at the Dole factory in uh, in Hawaii. I, I'm really curious. So, like, you, you've gotten them in Hawaii, right? You've actually done that? I did a tour of the of the Dole factory, which is kind of like a little theme park on its own. It's really, it's hmm. got a maze, and it's a lot, it's really fun. Now, see, that's interesting, because I, I have got uh, Butterbeer. There's four places on the planet that serve official butterbeer. Okay. Universal Orlando, which at, you know, Hogsmeade and at, at, at uh, Diagon Alley. And then Universal Hollywood at their version of Hogsmeade. Universal Japan at their version of Hogsmeade. And then also the Warner Brothers backstage tour in the UK, in London, where they have all the Harry Potter sets and stuff. I've had both of them in the States. So I've had Hollywood, I've had, I've had Orlando, tasted identical. Mm-hmm. The one in London, though, or in England, excuse me, very different. Really? It tasted very, it was not the same. And I was like, I don't know if it's because like maybe they use different sugar or something, but. Was it better or worse? I didn't like it as much, but maybe that's my American sensibilities and just like I crave sugar and, and you know, horrible stuff. Here's the problem with that is that that one, because you're tasting it in the UK, is probably closer to the real thing. Yeah. Than the American ones, the, the bastardization yeah. American ones that we that, that we have. So if you've been to, uh, you know, hashtag Japan, you will pass uh, the Japan theme park, the Japan version of Hogsmeade. Please let us know if it's the same. And actually, they just opened the Shanghai one as well. So I'm imagining there's also going to be uh, butterbeer there. So I know that's just another one added to the list of places we got to go, Jeff. That's really interesting. So is there a list of is Dole Whip similarly rare? Like there's only a few places around the world that serves it. See, I didn't know they had it in Hawaii. I didn't know they actually had it at the Dole Whip factory, but I know in the parks, obviously they have it at the Magic Kingdom, which is, you know, inside uh, over in Adventureland or Fr- uh-huh. yeah, Frontier. Or, yeah, so over there by, uh, you know, they actually have like a Dole Whip stand. And then at the Polynesian Resort, they actually have a Dole Whip area. You can buy Dole Whips as well. Oh, those are the only two like official official ones I knew about. I didn't. Or, I mean, and then the one in Anaheim of uh, Disneyland, obviously. But I didn't know they did the Hawaii one as well. So that's Dole. And I've, I've I know uh, Dole has also released like frozen yogurt versions of it at, you know, like, so like Minchie's and kind of those frozen yogurt places where you put a Ew. bunch of stuff. In it. Yeah. And so but they call it a Dole Whip. But it's like, is that that's not that that can't be. The Ew. Same, right? There's no way. Ew. <laughs> so get your yogurt away from my Dole Whip. That is. the uh, Ew. So that being said, Jeff, is there any food you would like to try at a theme park? There's not any that I'm aware of. How about you? 
Oh, yeah, I mean, I would love to eat at that secret restaurant. Like, yeah, whatever uh, whatever the steak is at that secret restaurant in Disneyland. <laughs> okay. Number 33 or whatever. I, I want to try that. Nice. Okay. All right. And then um, for me, I'll, I'll give you two answers. So both of them don't exist yet, which is exciting. But uh, <laughs> there is a new creperie being opened at the France Pavilion in Epcot that I would love to try. They have a little crepe stand, but it's always super packed. But they're opening up a whole creperie over by the uh, Ratatouille ride at the back of Paris. How do you know this? Because I'm a nerd and I watch you know Disney News and I watch Tim Tracker and I, I watch all the videos. So <laughs> okay, that's awesome, man. And the, the Ratatouille ride, there's the special. I, I have a I have a hole in my heart for the Ratatouille ride because Katie and I actually went to Disneyland Paris and they had the Ratatouille ride there and we didn't ride it because we didn't realize how big it was. It was actually this massive, really cool ride and we just skipped it for the Armageddon ride because we're oh. And so now now they're building it in the States. And so we're going to it's opening October 1st at Epcot. And so I want to go and check it out finally or, you know, or get to Paris within the next couple months. So, yeah, anyway, I want to go to the creperie there. And also we talked about this, I think, in the first or second episode. There is a new space restaurant opening up over by Mission Space. Where it, like you get into an elevator and you go to a space station that's orbiting Earth and you can it has like this view of Earth from space. I think we, we talked about that, right? I think so. That sounds that's very cool. I think it's called Sp- like like Earth 220 or Space 220, something like that. It's, and so anyway, I'd like to eat there. So whatever food they have there, that's where I want to go. Good answer. Thank you. Uh, here's another question from Dharma 28 question for y'all. Since a lot of the time in amusement parks is spent standing in line. Do you have a favorite people watching moment from an amusement park trip? Have you seen any weirdos or wacky things at, at theme parks, Jeff? Yeah, but I don't know if this story is appropriate for this podcast. How about you? <laughs> um, I, I have the one I, I've I, again, I've told it before on this podcast where when I was working at the uh, the great movie ride, it was raining one day. And within a matter of about five minutes, I saw a man literally dragging his son behind him. Just like the son was screaming. The guy was like, you know, we got to go. And just like dragging this kid. And then right after that, I saw like another man and his son jumping in puddles together. And it was like the most polar opposite ends of like humanity, which it was kind of like, wow, that's interesting to see. I do have a secondhand story that is pretty funny. My brother-in-law speaks German. Like he just he took German because he felt like it because, you know, he's he's a guy who does that stuff. Sure. And he was telling me one time they were at a theme park. uh, I think they were at Disney. There was a man and his son and his son was just loudly complaining about everything in German. And his dad was basically saying, like, be quiet. Don't be you know, don't be rude. And the son said something along the lines of no one. No one understands what I'm saying anyway. And my brother in law, without without missing a beat, came up to him and said, we hear everything in German to him. (laughs) And the kid's (laughs) eyes got huge. And the the dad just started laughing and just kind of walked away. And it's like, okay, that's pretty funny. (laughs) That's that's pretty funny. So that kid is traumatized for life now. Anyway, I got one last question here from C Malloy 39. Okay, he responded to the uh, the question. So the question I threw out was what attraction that you've been on would you like to take Jeff and I on? You the two of us on. So he responds to that and gets into a question. So he said, I'd like to take you guys over to Bush Gardens, Williamsburg in Virginia to get a load of the coasters they have there. Alpengeist and Apollo's Chariot are great coasters, but Griffin would have to be the choice to get you guys on. Between the multiple 90 degree drops, first from 205 feet and second from 130, and the splashdown element of the coaster, it's just an amazing thrill ride through and through. That sounds awesome. I would love to ride that. 
Also, that sounds like all the things that would terrify me. <laughs> also, I wanted to pose a question. Since the return of fireworks to the Disney parks was mentioned in the previous episode about the Haunted Mansion, do either of you guys have a favorite after-hour show from any theme park you've been to? A favorite fireworks show or something of that ilk, such as Fantasmic at Disney World's Hollywood Studios or Illuminations at Epcot? Wasn't sure if you'd touch on shows like these, so figured it was worth a shot asking about it. Love the show. You guys are the best from Chris M. So, Chris... Yeah, I've got some I've got some stuff. Jeff, again, you're you're a relative rookie. Have you seen any fireworks shows or done any of like the nighttime experiences at the parks? It's possible I did all of those things at SeaWorld and I, <laughs> I, I would never know. But outside of that experience, I don't think so. No. So when you're at Disneyland, you didn't you didn't stay for Fantasmic or Fantasmic may not have been open. Yeah, no. So they is that like the parade and stuff at nighttime? Fantasmic is actually a show. They have like Tom Sawyer Island. And so oh. they, they use no, the island as a stage. No. And like do a whole show with fireworks and stuff. Did you stay for the fireworks of the castle a little? I remember we stayed at nighttime and there was a parade or something. So we could go ride the rides while everybody okay. else was doing that. So I was there at night, but I was riding rides. So okay, okay. if there were fireworks, I, I didn't notice them. Well, yeah, we got to uh, I, I got to take you to some fireworks. They're, they're just not, they've now restarted fireworks at the uh, at the you know Magic Kingdom. And I think Universal Orlando is now doing some of their firework type stuff. All right. My favorite fireworks show, I would say it's a two way tie. The Epcot New Year's fireworks are incredible. So Epcot, you know, they, they do they have the, the you know, the circle of nations in the back. And they pretty much light off, you know, a country's worth of fireworks, like an actual country's worth of fireworks for New Year's. And it's it's incredible. I got to be there one year for New Year's and it was just it was overwhelming. Really? That also being said, the Halloween fireworks at Magic Kingdom, they do a special thing. It's Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Okay. They're not doing that this year, but usually that's where like you can go trick or treating. I think I mentioned it, but you can go trick or treating and they like give you candy and stuff at all the different attractions and you can dress up in costume. It's a lot of fun, but they do a special like Halloween themed fireworks show that is absolutely incredible. And they do a thing called fireworks in the round. So typically they shoot off fireworks behind from behind the castle. So, you know, you see the fireworks go up behind the castle and it looks really, really cool. But for these special events, they launch fireworks from every part of the park. So no matter where you are, there are fireworks around you like you're surrounded by them. And it is so cool. And it's an it's a amazing experience. That would be my go to. OK. So thank you for the question, Chris. Appreciate it. And so thank you for the response as well. So again, I asked last time, what roller coaster would you like to take Jeff and I on that you've been on or what attraction? And so I've got some really good ones here. Uh, here's one from White Goose Rider. It says, I would love you both to come to the Netherlands and go to the Efteling and ride the Baron 19 or 1898. Is it Efteling? Is that right? It's an awesome coaster with a deep drop that continues underground. It's a really, Ooh. it's a really very cool coaster with loads of theming and an awesome story about a Baron who forces mine workers to go look for gold in a cave that's haunted. That <laughs> okay. sounds awesome. Yeah, it does. So yeah, I would love to go check that. And that's a so hashtag uh, Japan. You will Netherlands. I don't know whatever <laughs> and you and 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 Netherlands pass. I I got nothing there. Thank you very much for that. Excellent job with that one, buddy. You nailed. I it. appreciate it. Clufle, Clufle, C L O O F L E, Clufle. Definitely dinosaur at Animal Kingdom. I loved dinos as a kid, and I went on the ride with my friends and family. My friend was bawling her eyes out as the ride was extremely loud and dark. I, however, loved it because I got to see dinosaurs, and that was the only time in my life that I felt brave. <laughs> <laughs> so the dinosaur ride at Animal Kingdom, it's it's shockingly like scary. So uh, we'll have to check that one out next time we get out to Orlando. 
We got one from Heru Kiva. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna just fumble all over these. So Heru Kiva says Do Dodon Pa at Fuji Q Highland in Japan is a crazy fast ride. You can feel your face peel back from the launch alone. Honestly, any of the four main coasters at Fuji Q would be great to take you guys on. So far, all the coasters you've covered are all in the US. Can't wait for you to go international. Hashtag Japan you will pass. So thank you, Heru Kiva, for that. And now add Fuji Q to the list of uh, uh, theme parks we have to go to. I've never even heard of that one. Uh, no, neither have I. <laughs> Learn something new every day. Ben, add it to the list. <laughs> so again, I randomly selected someone from who answered. Uh, he says none. Great. Okay, so I randomly selected someone who answered our question from the, the list of all these answers. Thank you for all the responses. And congratulations to Skull Tech X, who says... <laughs> The roller coaster I want to take you guys on is the Timberhawk Ride of Prey. It's the biggest wooden coaster all in the state of Washington. It's in the water park called Wild Waves. I got to say, it's very fun to ride on, and I always have a blast on it. So, Skull Tech X, thank you very much. We will have to go to Washington. I don't even know Washington at roller coasters. That's great. And, uh, yeah, we'll reach out to you somehow and get your information and mail you a theme park map signed by Jeff and I. Congratulations. And thank you very much for that. Thank you, everyone who responded over on Rooster Teeth um, and sent us you know, responses as well on Twitter and on Instagram. We love you guys. Annual underscore pass. And the question for this week that I pose to you, our amazing community from Annual Pass, what is your favorite show you've seen in a theme park? That's one thing I've, I, we haven't really touched on very much, but there are so many theme park shows like, you know, stunt shows and and, you know, like uh, parades we can count. Right, now those, we'll, we'll, we'll get those later. But like stunt shows are a big one. And then it's like, you know, I, I'm excited to hear what you guys come up with. I personally love like the Indiana Jones stunt show at Hollywood Studios. The uh, uh, Sinbad stunt show at Islands of Adventure is always great. There, were, there was a Batman stunt show I remember at Six Flags growing up. So what is your favorite show you've ever seen at a theme park? So answer that over on Rooster Teeth in, in the response to this episode. And I'll go through randomly pick someone and someone is going to get an autographed theme park map autographed by Jeff and I. So thank you again. Woo. Woo. All right. That was a mouthful, buddy. That was a lot. I did. I did a lot of talking. So, all right, man. Well, Jeff, do you have anything you want to throw in to finish off this episode? No, uh, I think uh, I think you've said it all, my friend. Well, thank you again, everyone. Thank you, Jeff, for joining me today. I appreciate it. Don't forget, Absolutely. we got some new merchandise up in the store, store.roosteeth.com. Remember, uh, the more stuff you grab, the more cool stuff we can make. And I know our merchandise team is like aching to make some really, really neat things, including ponchos. All I want is a poncho. That's all I've asked for. I just want a poncho, <laughs> Jeff. I just want a poncho. So... Oh, man. Thank you again. Follow us on all the social media. Uh, annual underscore pass. Thank you for all the responses for everything. Thank you for the questions. You guys are great. We love you very much. I'm going to take a break. I got to get Jeff to sign some theme park maps and we're going to get out of here. So have yourself a lovely day. Stay safe. We'll see you soon. See you next week for another episode of Annual Pass. Take care. Bye bye. See you in line. <laughs>